We all have a yearning for love, but relationships can be confusing and complicated. Dr. Tammy Balashevsky says it all starts from within. It starts with a journey to center. Here's your host for Journey to Center on Empower Radio, Dr. Tammy Balashevsky. Hello, my lovely listeners. I don't know about you, but I love being in relationship with joy. I would describe the experience of joy as a gift wrapped in blessings of faith, grace, peace, bliss, gratitude, and love. It is the pure and simple delight in being alive. More than just an emotion, joy is the sense of wonder and a deep fulfillment. Today, we have the honor and privilege of spending time with someone who has written a book entitled Reduced to Joy. We are here with Mark Nepo. Mark has inspired millions of people with his number one New York Times bestselling book, The Book of Awakening. He has published 15 books and recorded nine audio projects. His books have been translated into more than 20 languages, and he has appeared several times with Oprah Winfrey on her Super Soul Sunday show and on Good Morning America. Mark is emerging as one of the truly significant writers and thinkers of today. As a poet, philosopher, and cancer survivor, Mark has a singular way of distilling great truths down to their essence. Reduced to Joy is a book of poems that touches the soul and can help you fall in love with the world. Mark explores the places where pain and joy are stitched together to resilience, uncovering them with deep wisdom, poetic passages, and personal revelation. So, Mark, thank you so much for being back on Journey to Center with me. Oh, you're welcome. It's great to be back with you. Yes. I just love this book of poetry. And again, it's not something you read. It's something you experience. Now, can you tell me why you wrote it and how it came into being? Well, you know, the the poems and at heart, you know, I really feel like all of my work is poetry. And Poetry is really, to me, the unexpected utterance of the soul. It's not whether it's in stanzas or paragraphs. So I really feel like all of my work is that. And mm-hmm. um, so, the, you know, these singular expressions, these poems, they really kind of, they come when they're ready. You know, they're kind of like, I consider them teachers. And, you know, in the, in the Hindu tradition, they have a wonderful term called the upa guru, which means the teacher that is next to you at this moment. And it's not always human. You know, it could be the wind, it could be a bird, it could be, you know, the broken glass in the alley that you trip over. Um, Mm -hmm. But the teacher that's next to you at this moment. So really the poems are conversations with teachers as they appear. And this book has really kind of collected, I think there are about 70 or 73 poems over the last 13 years, so I'm 63, so they're really kind of around the time I was 49 or 50 till now. Um, and, you know, much of my journey, especially through my cancer journey many, many years ago, has really shaped me to, to understand how we, you know, we are shaped by everything we go through. And... It doesn't really help us. You know, yes, some things are painful and some things are surprising and some things are confusing and some things are, we're even alarmed by the wonder of them, but it doesn't help to really talk about them as good or bad. I found that that's not specific enough. You know, they just shape us. Mm-hmm. And so in the way that the world, the natural world is eroded to its beauty, you know, the way that, that 
old trees are are bent by the wind, by hundreds of years of wind that have a certain shape, and they look like old dances, you know, the way that, that cliffs are worn smooth and hollowed by the pounding of the ocean. Well, you know, that's what experience does to us if we can hold each other up. And even against our will, I find that, I know I have, and I, I feel like we are, we're worn down to what's essential. Mm-hmm. And all that's left is wonder and joy when everything else is worn out of the way. So that's what led to this notion of being reduced to joy. Mm. Like it's the truer truth beneath all that we see in the duality of this world. Yeah. Yeah. You say something, I think it's interesting. Um, We have emotions such as happiness, fear, anxiety, contentment, doubt, anger, regret. And they're like the waves that rise and fall in the sea of being. But serenity is the depth of being. And this, in turn, can lead us to joy, which is larger than any one feeling. Yeah, I mean, so one of the things that I've come to understand just through my, my own kind of journey and experience is, you know, that the thousand moods that we have, um, each is like a wave, but joy, so happiness, all the things you mentioned, you know, happiness is different than joy for me. Happiness mm-hmm. is one of those waves. I like, I like being happy. Happiness is wonderful, but it's not everything. So I, I feel like happiness, honestly, is overrated. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I feel like joy is the ocean of being that holds all those waves. And so, you know, I think when I was young, I think many of us, you know, I was kind of taught or somehow I assumed that, you know, peace and joy, these are the things that would wait at the end of all trouble. But there is no end to trouble, just as there's no end to wind, or there's no end to gravity. So joy is the ocean of peace that holds all trouble, that right-sizes it. You know, if we, if we look, let's stay with the water metaphor for a minute. So we all know, like, you take a deep, a deep uh, a body of water, whether it's a lake or an ocean, that top foot or that top eight inches is always being stirred up by weather. Mm-hmm. It could be calm, it could be choppy, it could cross current, it can, you know, all over the place. I would say that that's, that's our psychology. We're all the part of us, the top foot of our mind and heart, of our being, that is always interacting with the weather of circumstance. There's no getting away from it. However, remember, it's all one water. So if we go below that foot of surface water, now we're in the depth. Mm-hmm. Now that depth registers all of that weather, but not as severely. So it feels it, but it's calmer in how it holds it. Yes. And it's so like that, the deeper you go, the more peaceful it is. Yes, that's. That's the terrain of joy. That's our spirit. So this is the relationship I've come to learn between our spirit and our psychology. It's not like you can say, well, I'm only going to live in the depths. No, it's all one water. We have to live in the world. But this is why all the spiritual traditions speak about needing an inner practice 
needing to find meaning and connection to the things that matter so that we have a foundation that doesn't let us get tossed about mm-hmm. uh, needlessly on the surface. Yeah, you write a lot about coming back to center, or coming to center, or living from center. And you know you're on journey to center today. I think that's yeah. a really important um, thing to do is just to be able to live from that place of center. And and I, when I meditate and I'm there, I can witness things without being beaten up or um, destroyed by them as much. So I can still not like what's going on, but it doesn't um, bring me to my knees as much. So do you think it's possible to have experiences of happiness anger, confusion, but also stay in touch with that place of peace and joy? I, I think it's not only possible, I think that this is kind of our, our journey. This is what we're each asked to do. Mm-hmm. It, you know, one of the things that I'm, that's been my teacher in the last several years has been this, this deep notion that all things are true. Not that all things are fair, not that all things are just, but all things are true. All things contain truth. And only an open heart can let all things in enough to release their deeper meaning, their deeper wisdom. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I in this last year, I've I lost my father at 93. And, you know, and in, in, in being with him toward the end of his life, you know, uh, my journey with my mother hasn't, hasn't, has been rocky. And, and of course, to see him, I needed to be with her. And there I was in this long, slow avalanche over months, this slow avalanche to his death. And, you know, there I was one time in an emergency room, sitting next to this 87-year-old woman. And... You know, all the things that we had been or not been to each other were still true. And in that moment, it wasn't about my story. It was about this 87-year-old woman who wasn't sure if her partner for some 67 years was ever coming home again. And I had a heartfelt experience. You know what? All things are true. Our journey as a mother and son was true. And in that moment, it didn't matter. It didn't diminish our history, and it didn't solve our history, and it didn't Mm -hmm. inflate our history. But in that moment, it was about something beyond my story, and that was true. And I was being asked to hold my heart open to all of it not to choose, not to prioritize, not to sort. This is where our mind is gifted as it is. Our mind spends most of its time sorting, prioritizing, and choosing. But the deepest experiences of life come from letting everything in and letting them merge and then speaking to us. This is a different kind of education. Yeah, that's really so beautiful and, and so true. You know, I've, I um, had a friend who was murdered a couple of years ago and oh I couldn't goodness. make sense oh. of it. And I was, I went into shock and I was running around my house really cold and I finally went, I can't outrun this pain. So I'm going to sit here with it. And I just sat in it and cried and connected with spirit. And it was like, it doesn't make sense. And he goes, it'll never make sense 
from your human perspective, but there is a higher order. And I'm asking you to trust that. And I just, um, Mm. I allowed myself the emotions and the tears, but in that moment, I also connected with uh, like a faith or a trust that there's a higher order and that I can always trust that as painful as, as life might be. Oh, wow. I'm so sorry that you went through that. Such a difficult thing. Well, I think we all experience those moments of, of profound uh, confusion or pain that doesn't make sense. And, and it seems we have a choice. We can run from ourselves and build walls around our hearts, or we can choose to let that be a moment of, of transformation and truth. And, and uh, I used to do it the former way, and it didn't work very well. So it yeah. seems to me you keep speaking of ways to um, go deeper into these moments of discomfort. You know, life isn't easy. It's hard to be human. We deserve our own compassion. And we do have that opportunity to go well, deeper. One the, yeah, and one of the things is that, you know, these different, these different feelings that are so acute, of course they grab us. Mm-hmm. And, but, but we need to hold on to our larger context. Yes. You know, so, so this is what I talk about, um, actually, in, in my new book, The Endless Practice, is called um, Becoming Who You Were Born to Be. I speak about, in a section, about this challenge to, to be the part that we are, to be who we are, but never lose sight of the whole. You know, so it, it, it's, it's a very powerful and resilient uh, resilient place to return to that's part of returning mm-hmm. to center when we can it's not to say you know often often we go one way or the other often life is so consuming and difficult in one moment that we drown in the moment you know or yes. we are asked or encouraged often mentally to say well i'm going to transcend above it i'm going to deny those feelings i'm going to put those feelings in place and and be esoteric or stoic about it. I'm going to be larger mm-hmm. than this. Well, Spiritual pink paint. <laughs> right. And I, I haven't found personally that either one of those extremes work. Right. I don't think we can avoid them, but we don't have to live there or make them a worldview. And I find what's more challenging and more rewarding is, yes, how can I be completely who I am in my humanity and let in the fact, miraculous, almost incomprehensible fact that is as as complete and deep and complex as as my life is. It's one of billions of lives that each are as deep and complex and as yes. beautiful. Wow. Yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> Such a privilege and honor and a trip to be human. <laughs> yes. Yes. So, so Mark, do you have a favorite poem or a poem you might want to read to us from your book, Reduced to Joy? Yeah. Let me, let me read a poem, and this is called Near the Light. Oh, I like that. Some of the things we've been talking about. Um, let me find it here. Yeah, near the light. I'm saved by what is timeless. Can taste it, though it fills no cup. Can feel it, though it can't be seen. Yesterday, 
An old brooding song was sung low, making the afternoon drop its shoulders. Even the wind circled back. I dropped my napkin, glad to feel that old ache, waiting like a lucky coin I rub but seldom look at. Everyone broods and holds on to what they think is lucky. I'm saved. I'm saved by your laugh, which stops. I'm sorry. I'm saved by your laugh, which stops the crows of pleasure and pain from pecking at each other inside my head. This morning, I tried three times to read something I wanted to read for years. But you were sick. And the car broke down. And waiting for the tow truck, I stood in the shade of a locust tree. The patches of sun reminded me that we've already arrived. That is so beautiful. Oh, thank you. That um, again, you just carry me to this this magical place, and it, it is it's like an experience. It's not intellectual. It's definitely experiential. Mark, I have two poems that I just absolutely adore in your book, and I don't know if you would uh, like to do the honor of reading the one that you choose, or if you'd like me to, but I love Restoring Confidence and Braveries. Oh, well, thank you. So, um, well, let's read Braveries. Yes, I love this. Oh, thank you. Braveries. What, what if love is the blood of God? And only when carried in that river are we touched by what is holy. What if truth is carried in the conversation of birds winging through our silence, the way quiet souls brave their way through the lies we all agree to? What if beauty is what's left when the illusions are scoured away? Air, snow, light on a fence that kept out nothing anyway, and running through it all the invisible river in which we can barely speak except to say, thank you, I have been, I am like water or light, able to help things grow. Mm. I feel waves of goosebumps washing over me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, thank you, thank you. That's amazing. So I'm going to ask you how it feels, because I've heard several people say this, that you are one of the finest spiritual guides of our time. Oh, my goodness. Well, it's very, <laughs> it's very humbling. You know, um, it's very kind and generous. But, you know, I, I feel like all we can do is um, compare notes mm-hmm. and you know, each of us is born with a gift if we can find it. And I think, you know, I've been blessed to find my gift and it's helped me be who I am. And so it's a joy just to, to be that thoroughly. And, you know, I feel very grateful that um, I, I believe that all of each of us, if we can be who we are, then we touch into a common center. And therefore, by being who we are, we can help each other. Oh, I love that. And, yeah. and I think that's so true. You know, I know for years I fought to be something I thought I should be. And then I decided this is too exhausting. I'm going to relax and find my authentic shape. And once that became my intention, 
uh, it seems like the world has shifted around me. Opportunities show up with a lot of without a lot of efforting, and there's a lot more grace. So um, that's a quality I definitely experience with you, Mark. There's a gentleness and a grace about you that I think comes oh, from finding our authentic shape. Thank you, thank you so much. Yeah, it it really is just lovely to experience. So I know you have a new book coming out this fall. Can you tell me a little bit more about that? Yeah. Well, you know, it's in my. I believe that each book is an inquiry, and so you know, really, it's the next kind of bucket of inquiry <laughs> that I, you know, <laughs> scooped out of the ocean of being, and uh, and you know, it really looks at how the soul and the world shape us into who we are. And that it's an endless practice. You know, it, we, we never stop growing. We never stop being shaped. We never stop being in conversation with matters. And, and so, you know, it really is an inquiry into, into that journey of how, how we each discover a practice of return. Mm. Cause we all, we all, that journey to center, but we all being human fall off. And therefore we all have to not blame ourselves, but we have to discover personal skills and inner practices of how to return when life throws us off center. Yes. Well, that sounds uh, wonderful. I can't wait to uh, get a copy of that and read it. Maybe have another conversation. I just love all of your work so much. Oh, thank you. I'd love to do that. That would be great. Yes, and I know you have a big thing coming up with Oprah. Can you tell us more about that? Oh, my goodness. Yeah, well, Oprah (laughs) is doing an unprecedented tour, in-person tour this fall in eight cities, and um, with several kind of an ensemble of teachers, and I've been asked to be one of them, which is a great honor. So I'll I'll be at four of the eight cities. Um, in the fall, and you can find out, folks can find out about that by going to oprah.com slash tour. Um, it, I'm really excited to be a part of it. I, it's, I think it's going to be amazing. Oh, I'm sure that it is. I would love to come see you. Do you know what four cities you're going to be in? Yes, I, I, I will be at Auburn Hills, outside of Detroit. I'll be at Washington, D.C. I'll be at Newark, New Jersey, and at Seattle. Oh, Seattle, that's close. <laughs> I might have to come see you in Seattle. <laughs> that would be wonderful. That's fantastic. Yeah, that would, be, that would be really food for my soul, and I'm all about that. Whatever feeds the soul. So, Mark, also tell people how they can find you, your website, get a copy of your books. How can they get more Mark Nepo? Well, there are two websites, marknepo.com and threeintentions.com. They're all spelled out. Um, and that has all of my books and where I'm teaching and speaking. And, um, and all my books are, you know, available through Amazon and Barnes and, you know, Noble and all, all other places too. So they're easily, uh, findable. Fantastic. And since we have like two minutes left, I'm going to, if it's okay with you, read my other favorite poem, Restoring Confidence, because it's sure. a short one. <laughs> Help me resist the urge to dispute whether things are true or false which is like arguing whether it is day or night. It is always one or the other somewhere in the world. Together we can penetrate a higher truth, which is like the sun is always being conveyed. Mm, Thank you. Yes, you are just a diamond. You are 
such an exquisite light and um, just so much fun to connect with. Oh, well, so thank much you wisdom. all. It's a joy. I, I appreciate being a part of your show. Yeah, it really has been a pleasure and an honor and a privilege. And uh, to my guests, always a pleasure and an honor and a privilege to have you connect with us, whether it's on Empower Radio or iHeartRadio or uh, on iTunes. It really is um, just a joy. So if you have questions or want to connect with me, uh, if there's anything I can do to support you, or if you'd like to know more about our guests, you can get a hold of me at TammyBPhD.com, T-A-M-M-I-B-P-H-D.com. And... Uh, Let's talk. Let's continue the conversation. So, Mark, not to put you on the spot or anything, but you're so good. I know you can handle it. Do you have, do you have any final words of wisdom for us on this beautiful and glorious day? Oh, you know, I, I, I mean, just what comes up in my heart right now is that we are all, we're always faced with moments where we feel like we have nothing, nothing left to give. And I think that Strange as that as it may sound, that's exactly when we need need to give more. Mm. That's that's when the depth of who we are is ready to present itself in the world. And so, to trust our heart, no matter what we think, uh, we where we think we are, our heart is ready to give us more. Such profound wisdom. So, so beautiful. You really do have a magical way with words. Well, thank you. The heart beneath them. Thank you so much, Mark Nepo. So honored to be hanging out with you today. And to my listeners, take care of yourself. Blessings from our heart to yours. Onward and upward. Bye for now. <laughs> 